0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to On Your Truth. I am Brianna Johnson, the hostess. Um, We are in the Bahati Tea Office today recording this, and I know it's been a while since I have actually talked to you guys alone. I've had guests on my show. I wanted to give a shout-out to all of them and tell them how grateful I am that they honored me by coming on to my show. Um, Every single show that we've done has been great. I do have people lined up from here until the end of this season and so uh, we will have some fantastic speakers from all different walks of life coming on and I am super excited to hear their stories and their takes on everything that's going on in the world right now. I did want to let you know of some pretty cool exciting news, at least I think it's cool um, because You guys, some of you have been on this like journey with me since the beginning, right? And in the beginning, I told you that the podcast was essentially part of my journey. Like it's something that I felt that I've been pulled to do for a very, very long time. And because of the relationship constraints that i had had in the past, that was not allowed. Can you imagine? Not allowed. So I have taken upon myself to get the equipment that I need, to teach myself how to use it, um, to find ways to make this happen. I don't know what's going on with my hair today. To find out ways to make this happen because I felt that it was so strongly a part of my development. I put myself out there. I told my story, at least bits and pieces of it, not the entire thing, but enough of the nitty gritty to make it super uncomfortable for me. And the purpose of that was to help inspire other people to tell their story, to be able to be brave enough to break outside of their confines, whether it was belief systems that were imposed on them from a young age, or whether it was relationships that they were in that were constrictive, whatever it was that were holding people back. I wanted them to understand that their path, their journey is in their hands and that they can do something about it. Will there always be outside forces that we can't control? Absolutely. But there are also so many things that we can do. Um, And I don't know if you're picking up on the sound of the tea kettle in the background, but I forgot to turn it off. It's going to beep after a little while. It's going to give three high-pitched beeps, and when that happens, it'll shut itself off. So I apologize for that. Um, I meant to do it, and then I forgot. So anyway, the, the, the podcast, again, part of my journey, making myself grow and expand, be vulnerable with you all, but also hopefully to give you... Inspiration to own and claim your own truth, regardless of what that is, to be able to step outside of that. If I don't share my stories, what good are they? If I keep them inside and don't bring them out for others to reflect upon, did it matter? Did any of it matter? If I'm the only person that benefits from that, I guess you could say, yeah, it mattered but I don't want it, my journey just to be about me. So having said all of that, um, we are rapidly approaching what will be the second season of Own Your Truth. And I am just so excited. Um, I'm starting to tear up. So um, I decided to celebrate because why the hell not? Uh, there's lots of times in my life I felt that things should have been celebrated in your birthdays and the holidays and anniversaries, and they just weren't. And I largely expected other people to celebrate those or surprise me or do whatever. And to hell with that, I'm going to do this for me. Um, but I also wanted to include all of you as much as humanly possible. So January 1st will be the one-year anniversary of On Your Truth. And what are we going to do? Um, I am hosting an event. It's going to be downtown Springfield, Missouri. And I understand that not a lot of people can go to this unless you're local. It is going to be invitation only because it will be limited seating. So if you are going to be in the area and you want an invite, message me and let me know. It's going to be June 5th from six to eight at the Q & Wine Bar on Commercial Street, downtown Springfield. Now, during the event, I have arranged for two different panels to come and speak to us. The first one is going to be on self-identity and self-expression. And the second, I have invited a bunch of Generation Z to come and talk to us about whatever the hell they want to talk to us about. But I'm super excited because I believe this is one of the first times in the first platforms that Generation Z will be able to collectively, of course, not in its entirety, come and talk to us about the things that matter the most to them. Their hardships, their struggles, how the heck they were, managing to learn social skills during a time when everything was shut down during a pandemic and some of these young people are in school some of them have hit the workforce some of them are business owners so we're going to talk to them and find out what it is they have to say Um, for those of you who can't make the event i am going to do a live stream It's going to be live. I'm going to do YouTube for sure and possibly an Instagram live as well. If you don't know what those channels are, I will put them in the description on here so that you can find me um, and you can be a part of the entire evening. Again, it's going to be about two hours long and we're talking about central time. So 6 to 8 p.m. on June the 5th. Holy cow. <laughs> um, and then uh, starting out the second season, this hasn't been put in stone, but I did want to mention it to you. I have had an offer to start producing our weekly podcast episodes in front of a live audience at the Cuban Oteca wine bar in the mornings. And I think that might be how we start off our second season Um, (laughs) the, the podcast has, has grown exponentially above and beyond what I thought that it would. And I think that that kind of is a testament to the fact that I was meant to do this. It's, it's been part of my journey and part of my path even before I could see it. So I am head over heels excited. Um, the podcast is growing even faster than my tea company right now. And that brings me back around to how you guys can help, right? I don't do commercials on my podcast partially because I don't want the podcast to have a feel of being a sellout, right? That's very, very important to me. I talk about that all the time, about how you should not compromise your integrity to do the things that you want to do, even though sometimes it feels like we have to, right? So on the podcast, you're not going to have a lot of commercials. The only thing that I really mention are my teas right so if you would like to support the podcast own your truth the best way for you to do that is to purchase some teas from the tea company and the website for that is www.behaditeacompany.com i don't currently have a donation button or anything set up for any of that so even if you're not a tea drinker but you know somebody who is buy a gift for them you know so there are teas and tea accessories on the website. And um, I gave you the link already. Excuse me. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about and the other reason why I am, am on here today going solo, well, I did have a, a reschedule for my guest today, but um, I almost didn't do a podcast for this week. But I felt compelled. You know how sometimes you get this burning inside of you to just act. Um, Something's not right in the world. You see something going down and you're just like, fuck it. I'm going to get involved. Um, (sighs) It upsets me that I even have to have this conversation. So... We know about the recent shooting of a police woman this time who shot a young black man in front of his mother. And again, it happened in Michigan while the George Floyd case is currently going on. And the first thought that occurred to me is, why are we not learning from this? I... (sighs) And then, you know, the same day or the same week, I got a, a post that was posted on LinkedIn where I have a profile, right? And I'm I'm seeing the news feeds, and a 67 year old, I believe, black gentleman was released from prison 20 years after stealing two shirts from a store, and. Again, I'm fueled, I'm, I'm fired up, I'm really upset because I'm tired of this. And not tired in the sense of I'm tired of hearing about it or um, anything like that. I'm tired that we have to keep dealing with these situations in society. And it's not even a situation that it's like, oh, well, we didn't know. No, 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 no. This has been going on forever forever and it's not a situation that this police officer didn't know what she was doing she clearly did and that upsets me so i saw this post on linkedin this this older gentleman and of course he's excited and elated to get out of prison but i'm thinking he shouldn't have been there in the first place we have white men who have done atrocious Horrible things, rape and murder, and they get off. This gentleman stole two shirts and had 20 years of his life taken from him. How is that fair? How is that fair? How does the punishment equal the crime in this situation? So... uh, I didn't comment on that post. I shared it. I shared it and I put on there something to the effect, still think it's not about a man's color. And I reposted it. I don't think anyone's going to fight me on it. (laughs) Um, and here's the thing. I'm a nobody. And I'm happy being in nobody, because here's, here's the part of that. I don't have ties and affiliations with anyone that can hold anything over my head. I own my truth, and there are no strings attached in my relationships with anyone. Everything that I have currently in my life, I have had to fight for, and I have had to sometimes just take, right? So I'm not afraid of who I might upset. I'm not. I could give two shits about who might be offended by that post. But here's the other thing. I've realized, and I told this to my son, Dominic, actually yesterday, because he told me of an instance where he had made somebody feel really uncomfortable about being racist or homophobic. And I told my son, Dominic, I said, I've decided that your brothers and I have been put on this planet to make people question their own existence. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. If you're doing things in your life that that are questionable, and I'm not talking about watching porn or having multiple relationships. I'm talking about really sinister, hateful things deep down in your soul that make you believe that this is right and this is true. If that's what you have inside of your soul, I am perfectly fine with a million people contradicting that and making you question that particular reality. Because I am sick and tired of all of this that continues to go on. And I'm sorry that I'm getting emotional. <laughs> um, so after I saw the post about the gentleman I had gotten on YouTube and I was at home packing my herbal cigarettes um, because I was a little stressed out over all this and I'm on YouTube. And one of the first things that pops up is a... Black gentleman in the U.S. Armed Forces, fully in uniform, sitting in his vehicle, getting maced by a police officer with guns drawn on him by two officers. (laughs) And I wanted to vomit. I wanted to scream. I felt so sick. I'm sorry. I have mentioned in previous episodes that my business partner for the tea company is Jamaican American and currently serving in the armed forces. And he's out of state. He's not here, right? Oh my gosh, the waterworks, holy cow. I am so sorry. Um, I'm not sorry that you have to see this. I'm sorry that it's interfering with the podcast, okay? I'm <laughs> not apologizing for what I'm feeling. I'm apologizing that I have had to pause so many times during this podcast. <laughs> and even though my business partner has never had any bad altercations with the police officers, they've all been very polite with him. That does not mean that sometime in the future, there's going to be a rogue officer that decides to break bad with him. He is a large six foot two broad shouldered man. And if any police officer with a God complex decided to, they could easily try to make an example of him. That worries me. That bothers me. And I realized that if I'd have been born with one thing different, the skin of, the color of my skin, that my life would be threatened on a daily basis by asshole police officers. And I'm not against everyone in the police force. What I am against is how they're being trained. And if you don't believe me, and if you wanna find out where the source of all of this came from, I already did a podcast and I should have looked it up before this and I apologize. Um, But it specifically talks about how and why police officers have immunity where our law is concerned. And how we are not the only country that allows for this brutality and how the United Nations has even stepped up and said, hey, this shouldn't go on anymore but yet nothing is actively being done about this. And I believe even in that podcast I mentioned how in some countries if a cop fucks up the way they've been doing here they go and they kill their enti- the cop's entire family in front of them. There's no remorse. There is no passive aggressive behavior. That's like, hey, let's just wait and see if the the court systems do the right thing this time. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we're past the point of being passive about this stuff. If anyone (laughs) threatened my children When I was in the car with them, if they harmed them, if they killed them, that person would be haunted the rest of their days by me and everyone else. I could possibly get to join the cause. There would be people picketing their house. There would be people rioting in the streets. No one in their family would be able to sleep until justice had been served. It's not about picking fights with the police station. It's not about picking fights at the courthouse. These are individual people who did something heinous, horrible, murder because they could, because they knew they would be protected. America is not safe. And I tell this to my foreign friends all the time. You have no idea what it's really like to live here. You have no idea. You want to talk about the land of opportunity. All right, let's talk about that. You have to fight every single day to get out of this indentured servitude, the working poor mentality. You got to find ways around that. Because if you buy into the system and buy into the machine, all that you're doing is working for the rest of your life. You start out poor you die poor. Unless you can find a ticket out. And sometimes it doesn't matter how hard you work. Sometimes it matters about your connections. Sometimes it matters about finding something outside of the ordinary that will bring you accreditation, fame, education, a good paying job. We have CNAs in the workforce, ladies and gentlemen, that had to pay for their education and they're getting paid less than what someone flipping burgers would be at a fast food joint. CNAs take care of patients. They are the janitors of the medical profession I know because I was one, (laughs) you clean up fecal matter, you clean up vomit, you deal with people that are crazy, schizophrenic, people who have all kinds of mental illness, people who are strung out on drugs and they get paid, you know, $10 an hour in some places or less. The system is set up to keep the poor poor, to keep those who are down, down so that we never have free time to go and fight the good fight. And I've said this before, COVID in many cases has been a blessing because it has broken people out of the regimen rat race but we're not done with this. There's going to be a housing crisis that follows this. There's going to be all kinds of things that break from that. And even though I'm not looking forward to the pain and suffering that's going to be coming, just like COVID, it was necessary. We have to be uncomfortable before we do anything to change things. And I've mentioned that before. How many people, how many black lives have to be destroyed before we make a change as the American people? We can't depend on the government. We can't depend on the legal system. Has the legal system ever worked on your behalf and in your favor? I know that in mine, all it's done is stolen money from me with no favorable outcome and I'm a white female. How has it helped you? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I do know that I've taken about 20 minutes of your time. Um, Food for thought, though. Um, I'm leaving this here for all of y'all to think about. Let me know what you think. I'm kind of drained. I'm here and I'm going to continue to do what I can to fight. Because the alternative is just bending over and taking it. And that might have been me about 10 years ago. I can't say I'm that same woman. Can't say that I am. I can't go back to the way I was because I'm awake and I'm active and I'm building up this tribe (laughs) and I'm going to have puffy eyes all day (laughs) <laughs> oh, my God. Send me a message. Let me know what you think. Um, Again, if you think I'm off my rock, I really don't give two shits. I'm here for solidarity. I'm here for unity. I'm here for a change. And I'm not going anywhere. So, until next time, own your truth.